You, you want to see something really scary? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, everybody, and your moms. (laughs) (laughs) Got them. To episode 208. Is that what you wanted? Yep. I don't like it. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't have that same zip, that same pizzazz. Even 208 is fine. Isn't that what I usually say? No, you say 208. Oh, for Christ's sake. Anyway, of the Great Plot Podcast. It's all right, guys. Only like, I guess only one more after this one until you can start saying 210. Yep. Unless you're like 210. <laughs> Maybe I will, just to irritate you. I know you will, just to irritate me, because you're that kind of prick. Ah, uh, this prick is Skeletoni. And this prick over here is Taylor of Terror. Over here. Butterfuck over here. Butterfuck over here. Uh, hi, guys. Um, we're back. We skipped last, last episode, because we just couldn't do it. Yep. We didn't have time. And the movies that we picked are just like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, those, those were fillers. <laughs> yeah. And I and I don't know. Did anything noteworthy happen? Are we talking about any of it here today? No, no. Dude, I, have a, I had a hell of a time with horror business today. Yeah, we'll make it work. We always make it work. That's right. Like Tim Gunn, he says that he doesn't. Make oh it yeah, work, yeah. But he says it to other people. He, he tells other people. He makes to do them. Right. He makes them make it work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, you do the work because I own you. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll, and I'm going to be the only person whose name people know from this show, <laughs> except for Heidi Klum. Right. They're, they're even, they do a different show now, don't they? I, I don't know. I think they, I think they both left that was it Project Runway. Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah, and I think they started a different show with a similar premise. I think it, like on Amazon. Hmm. Oh. Mission. Uh, fashion walk. <laughs> yep, that's probably what it's called. I don't understand why shows do that, or why people do that. Like, do what? Leave shows just to start new shows with this similar premise. I imagine because another network is like, what if we paid you more to do the same <laughs> amount of work? Yeah, maybe. Well, because I think- and they're like, I like that idea. <laughs> Well, because I think Project Runway is still going, just with different hosts. Really? I think so. Who's hosting? I have no idea. Hmm. I don't know. Some fucking some person fashion some fashion yeah. person. I don't. I don't understand fashion. <laughs> I wear things that I think look good. Is that fashion? Probably not. <laughs> just personal preference. But. High fashion just goes way over my head. I am convinced that like the high fashion 
annual or whatever, however often runway shows are a joke. Like it's all just a big art piece. Just to fuck with us? Yeah. Like when people come out with like the giant shoulders or like, I, I literally saw a guy with a shirt with a skateboard through it. What? Like through the front. And it's like, it's not, he's not going to like lay down and roll down a hill on it. Like it's maybe, not functional. Maybe you should. <laughs> Wait, it's, is, it's going it's actually, perpendicular? It's actually, it's actually broken in half. Ah. And so it's like one's here and one's here. Ah, that's useless. Yeah. No, it's rubbish. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like it was actually, it was on a TikTok of just like this guy would show a video of someone wearing something ridiculous and then he would try and like basically remake it with things around his house. <laughs> so he just like took like a giant stand up fan and was just like holding it against his chest and walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I mean, just like Project Runway. I mean, I think as far as high fashion goes, that's like the low rung, sure, because it's like. You know, they they set them out with these challenges. It's like, hey, make something out of something ridiculous. So it's like they're they're attacking it right there. They're they're putting it out on display. This is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like I saw. Pretty sure it was one episode where they it was like, hey, here are some black uh, black uh, garbage bags. Make something out of this. <laughs> make something out of literal garbage. Yeah. Derelict. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like you ever see that shit on the street. No. Like you never see somebody who's walking, you know, through downtown Seattle wearing half a skateboard through their shirt. Right. Or or even like and you're like, oh, Dior or whatever. Like <laughs> Yeah. And it's like people don't wear them to like events. Like you don't see people wearing like shit like that to like the Oscars. No. I mean, maybe like the Met Gala. That's probably like the only time you would ever see somebody wearing something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Unless it's like that's like their gimmick. Yeah. Or if it's somebody who just has that gimmick, like I don't know. Lady Gaga doesn't do that so much anymore. She's kind of mainstreamed herself. But there are people out there. It's like, I'm just going to dress as fucking weird as possible just to freak people out. Yeah. I love when there's people who are like fucking weird already. Then they go to the Met Gala and they're just wearing like a suit. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, f- fucked your head, right? <laughs> like when Troy and Abed were tried, trying to be normal. For, All right. For Shirley's wedding. <laughs> And Nako Jamal Warner was just like, you messing with me? <laughs> Walk away, man. <laughs> oh, I miss when that show was really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that the movie is, is like old school stuff. Yeah. Because the last couple seasons. They were rough. They were Even rough. Keith David couldn't save them. Yeah. Or uh, Mike Ehrmantraut. <laughs> right. He tried. Lord, did he try. It just wasn't the same. Or Padgett Brewster. Right. And who, I mean, was, who was already on an earlier episode as a different character, and then they brought her back as a new character. Was said, she? Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't remember who she was, but she was, yeah, she was a different character. Because oh. I remember when we rewatched it recently, I was just like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to this podcast. Um, yeah, so this is episode, episode uh, 208. It's going to be all about Project Runway. Right. But no, guys, like I said, we skipped last episode, and that's okay, because now we're here at this episode, guys. The episode that everyone has been waiting for. It's been waiting nine years for. <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about 
just a a a, a duo of films are so hotly anticipated. You're talking about don't fuck in the woods, and don't fuck in the woods too. Uh, so get ready for that. Yeah. Anyway, um, spoiler alert: people do. They, yeah, they do not heed the warning in the title, and they do a lot of fucking in the woods, all over the woods. <laughs> <laughs> You're this guy, fucking all over the woods. Oh, classic. Oh, so juicy, dude. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so how's it going, Taylor? What's new with you? Uh, not too much. Getting yep. ready for the uh, the holiday season. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. holiday season. Going to Colorado for Christmas. Are you? Yeah. Oh, wait, you told me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When are you... Before Christmas Eve, or yeah, we I think we leave the twenty twenty second or twenty third, and then okay. understand like the weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Yeah, I am not doing that. Womp womp. <laughs> I am staying home because everything in the world is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> not least of which is raising a child. You know, on that note, I keep hearing about how like we're headed for a recession. We're headed for a recession. And then I hear, oh, all these companies are firing people because we're headed for a recession. And they're jacking up prices because we're headed for a recession. And I was like, I feel like you're... That's... Without getting into like the, the, the politics of um, economy, it's like, that, that's exactly the problem, is that like these companies, they try to get ahead of the curve and save their own asses by firing people who in turn, you know, just add to the, you know, the unemployment rate and the need for assistance, which is ultimately... And then have no money to buy anything to help the economy back up. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling pro- uh, prophecy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's what happens when you, when you allow companies to become these conglomerates, you know, worth billions of dollars or... or I don't know if there's a company out there that's worth a trillion dollars, but you know, millions slash billions, potentially trillions of dollars worth of value in their company, but they can't actually put any of that value into their employees. So, because their executives have to save their asses. Interesting. And they're, they're what do you lines. think the biggest company in the world is? The Catholic Church. <laughs> hey, oh. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Biggest company in the world. Um, by revenue. By revenue. Um, I, one of the oil companies? Uh, it is Walmart. Really? Yeah. I would not have guessed that when you think about worldwide. Yeah. Because I think that they're only in North America. I could be wrong, but I think. I mean, at least according to Investopedia. Hmm. Uh, anyway, if we're going by market cap, it is Apple, which is two point two six trillion. Trillion, okay. Well, so trillion trillion dollar companies do exist. Yep. Um, lost my place. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck a recession. Yeah. Fuck capitalism. 
I was trying to think of the line from Get Him to the Greek. Was it? I own. So I own ten kookaroos. Everybody loves chicken. I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> so did he? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I. Something like I own like twenty. 20 Kukaroos or something, which is a chicken restaurant. Actually, I think I don't think they exist anymore, but <laughs> ironically enough. And he was like, he's like, I'm <laughs> ah fuck it. I'm, I'm not I'm not remembering the line well enough to actually recite it. Anyway. Someone at home is just screaming. Like, the line <laughs> <at you. laughs> ah, say it right. Speaking of restaurants, see, we could do a whole episode with no format. It's fine. Um <laughs> I was listening to a podcast recently that was talking all about Chris Angel's restaurant. He has a restaurant? Yeah, it's it's uh, capital C, capital A, lowercase B L P. How do you think that's pronounced? Cublip. <laughs> it's cublip. But there's no P in there. There's P at the end. B L P. Oh, you said P. Sorry, I thought you said E. Oh, yeah. It's it's Chris Angel's breakfast, lunch, and pizza. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of on board with that. Dinner is only pizza. <laughs> that's fine. But like. What would you think a restaurant owned by Chris Angel would look like on the outside? Like <laughs> like him? It looks like a jack-in-the-box, but with McDonald's colors. That's so weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's, it's nothing like what I would have thought. And yeah, it's like he's throwing us a curveball. And the whole story of it. Like I, I should send you the podcast because it's so weird. Like he has a like master ice, like Italian ice maker that works for him. <laughs> like at the restaurant? Uh I think, yeah. Weird. And it's it's like an hour outside of Vegas. And apparently it's a restaurant that he loved going to as a kid, so he bought it and changed it completely. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, if I if there was a restaurant that I just like loved as a kid, actually, I take that back because there was a restaurant that I loved as a kid, and I would probably change a lot about it. <laughs> just as far as like the quality and the service. Well, sure, you wouldn't make it a completely different. No, restaurant. no, no, no. It'd be the same thing. You'd have been like, no more burgers. <laughs> we got spaghetti <laughs> and blankets. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. And we're only going to sell pizza <laughs> after five. <laughs> well, you know, they really streamlined their, uh, their output there. Oh, and their merchandise is the wackiest shit. <laughs> like they have a shirt that says for a good time call. And it's just like the phone number. <laughs> it does. It's not like, like five, five, five cup lip or something. It's like just a full on number. It's like, no one's going to remember that. Like, right. There's one that just has an American flag and says "Proud America," not American. <laughs> Proud America. There's one that says "Lick a Kablip." <laughs> what the fuck? Is he fucking with us? There's, there's one that has the definition of Kablip, Kablap, and Kabloop. <laughs> and Kablap is the, the the sound a face makes when being punched. <laughs> That's a Kabloop. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, eatblp.com, by the way, if you guys want to check this out for yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's wild. Uh, let's see. 
Kablip, the best food in town, the place for a great time. Kablap, the sound a face makes when being pu- when it gets punched. Kabloop, the sound <laughs> the sound a toilet makes when you drop your kids in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want your, your restaurant associated with, right? Is pooping. Shitting, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, don't whine. Drink beer. <laughs> you want a pizza, me? <laughs> <laughs> These are amazing. He also has his own coffee, apparently, called Java Freak. Which is at least on brand for him. Sure, yeah. The freak thing. Um... Yeah, apparently, like the where they get their food is is Mind Foods Incorporated. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, neat, Chris Angel, you wacky son of a bitch! (laughs) I hope he like. I hope he designed all that stuff. (laughs) I hope all those shirts were his design. They have to be, because there's just text. There's not even like a fun font. They're all just text. <laughs> and then the logo. Just like Ariel Black. Yeah. All of them. Um, uh, he has a, a breakfast item called Mindfest. <laughs> which is basically just like a, like a Grand Slam. <laughs> um, what else does he have here? Uh, oh, did you know he has a son named Johnny Chris and a son named Christos Yanni? <laughs> nope. I mean, I knew he had sons. Those are their names. I mean, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I think one of them was sick. Yeah. I don't, I think a lot of the proceeds from his restaurant go to like a, a charity for him. Um, under breakfast, it says, are you ready? <laughs> and then appetizers on the menu, it says you're getting sleepy, but then sleepy is crossed out and it just says appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Salads for the stars. There's just a picture of his star on the Walk of Fame. <laughs> And then sandwiches, wraps, and rock and roll. But wraps is spelled without the W. <laughs> <laughs> oh. this, <laughs> the sides menu just says my sides are the only side. <laughs> what does that mean? What the fuck? Phenom chip fries. <laughs> All right. All right, we gotta move on. I could talk about this restaurant all day. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's see, do I have anything uh, I want to talk about? No, I don't think so. All right. Okay. Well, um, before we get on with the show proper, we do want to thank uh, some special folks. That's for you, Taylor. I think that was for the special folks. That's right. You're not special. <laughs> special folks over on Patreon, who we so lovingly call our grave diggers. Uh, they help finance our show. 
as dumb as it may be, uh, to help us keep going. It's not an expensive show, but it does cost money, and we don't we don't have money. We're in a recession. Yes. That's right. <laughs> um, so their contributions go a long way to keeping us keeping us going. We have to pay for you know a website and MP3 storage and and whatnot, and you know we have to pay for our time. That's right. <laughs> We gotta maintain a minimum wage here. It's, it's the law, guys. It's the law. Yeah, it's just it's just the law. Like, you don't want us to get fined or whatever, because <laughs> then we gotta ask for even more money. Uh, those wonderful folks are Carlos Sodella, Gory B Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer, Bob Voorhees, and Kevin Nesgoda. Thank you so much, each and every one of you, for your contributions to us. It means the world. Taylor, if anybody else wants to join this awesome little party of ours where can they go they can go to patreon.com slash grave plot podcast for as little as one dollar you can get exclusive perks uh up to and including watching us live during horror business we're actually live right now on discord you can get your name in the show like those lovely people tony just read and any additional money uh goes right back into the show we're not putting this in our pockets we're using it, like Tony said, to you know finance the things that we need to pay for or re- repairing things that break or uh, financing things like the Great Plot Film Fest, which is coming up in February. Uh, Tony and I are meticulously combing through the submissions now to pick the, uh, the best of the best. Meticulously. <laughs> and uh, uh, tickets are on sale now at greatplotfilmfest.com. So get them if you're in the Seattle area. Come join us February 4th. Right. Yeah, February fourth. <laughs> How's uh, that poster coming? Looks looked pretty close when you showed me last night. Yeah, it's you know it's coming along. I, I I'm just I'm coloring right now. It's it's just fucking tedious. Um, He's using crayons. Yeah, it's really hard to stay within the lines. You know how it goes. Uh, hopefully this doesn't crash my computer. Don't crash your computer. Not while we're recording, please. <laughs> Yeah, I showed you a little bit of it, but... Yeah. Are you going to screenshot it or something for the Discorders? I... No. No. Oh. Oh. What are you doing? I was opening it to show you. Oh. This makes it for for good podcast. I know. It's really good. <laughs> Especially when we're sitting here waiting for it to open. Yeah. That's what people come here for, is this quality entertainment. Yep. So anyway... <laughs> February 4th, greatpotfilmfest.com. So, I mean, this is these are all just like base colors. They still have to be like shaded and altered and stuff. It's just flat hey, colors. Logo's going to go up here? Yeah, all the, all the copies are going to go up top. Hell yeah, I did. Yep, yep, yep. So there's that. Uh... Okay, so, is that it? Uh, y- yes. Can we do the show now? Yeah. Just do the show? Let's do it. All right, let's do some more business. All right, starting out, as we often do, with some real world horror. As Taylor said, this one's, you know, it's it's not great. It's fine. <laughs> it works for what we need it for. 
Um, so, uh, San Francisco, a town in California, California. They prefer to be called Frisco, I've heard. <laughs> don't call it that. Like, I don't think I've ever heard anybody who's even from, like, the Bay Area <laughs> ever call it Frisco. Oh, Francisco, that's fun to say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is a, a town that's notorious for kind of leading the charge in, in, in you know, liberal progressivism. Progressive? Yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> that's a word. Um, and I mean, yeah, like I said, notorious, whether that's a, a good no- notoriety or a bad notoriety, depending on where you sit on the on the aisle, I guess. Um, but uh, something that's like just really outside of their scope, <laughs> or not, not, not scope, but like, Outside of what you'd expect to hear from a town such as San Francisco. Yeah, this is something I would have expected out of, like, Detroit. Right. <laughs> yeah, Detroit in, what, what 2043? <laughs> right. <was> that... <laughs> uh, San Francisco Police Department, or sorry, supervisors. Supervisors? Supervisors of what? The, the police department. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's kind of nonspecific. Um, supervisors. In San Francisco. Uh, of some kind. <laughs> Presumably of the f- police department. You'd think that this would have to be voted on by the city council. Maybe that's who the supervisors are. Maybe they'd call them supervisors there. Maybe. <laughs> to be progressive. Yep. Um, uh, they voted on Tuesday to give the police... You know, th- the fact that they're voting to give police any additional power is mm-hmm. remarkable. But they voted to give the police the ability to use potentially lethal remote control robot robots in emergency situations. Uh, San Francisco Police Department said it does not have pre-armed robots and has no plans to arm robots with guns. That was good because I was like, I was imagining like fucking like like a hostage situation, just like fucking Wally rolling in there with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Fives. Ah, no disassemble. Well, didn't Johnny Five have like that fucking laser gun? Like he a did. Predator? He did have a laser gun. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably got that. Still got that. It's like War Machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, on the shoulder. Um, no, they're gonna give machetes instead. <laughs> I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna swing my arms like this. If you get hit, it's your fault. Uh, the department could deploy robots equipped with explosive charges to contact, incapacitate, or disorient violent, armed, or dangerous suspects. So instead of arming them with firearms, which seems like the more practical thing to do, they're going to be arming them with explosives. Yeah. I, I mean, which one is more likely to kill more like innocent people? I mean, probably explosives. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously a gun it has a very good chance of killing innocent sure, people, yeah. too. But yeah, the explosives seems more likely. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe they should just give them, like, a little knife that just juts out like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, imagine, like, a hostage situation. The guy's just like, oh, why is that trash can moving towards me? And just... 
ow, ow, just shivs him like six times in the stomach. <laughs> the San Francisco Public Defender's Office, a.k.a. San Francisco Department of Bummers, <laughs> uh, uh, sent a letter Monday to the board. The board... This must be like a supervisory board in the police department. It's got, like, I'm reading off the AP, and literally it just says supervisors in San Francisco. That's the opening line. Weird. Uh, They sent a letter Monday to the board saying that granting police the ability to kill community members remotely goes against the city's progressive values. I mean, you know, the one way to look at it is you can reduce the number of police fatalities. Sure. Because if the police, if the robot killed somebody, Police didn't do it. I mean, they did because they're remote controlled. They're not. Ah, it's semantics. They're not sentient <laughs> yet. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah, how much power are we giving these things? And like, at what point do we relinquish control? Do they have machine learning. Or not even that. What if they get hacked? Yeah, man. Radio signals of any kind, be it like RF signals or IR signals. Or Bluetooth signals or whatever. They're all interceptable and hackable. Yeah. So this gives me great pause. Um, yeah. Like I, like I was telling you before we, we started recording, I was like, I just picture Chopping Mall on the streets of San Francisco. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said, man, fucking 20 years from now, if this continues, fucking RoboCop, man. If we're lucky, if we're lucky, it's RoboCop. If we're not so lucky, it's fucking Ed 209. (laughs) Which is much more likely because Ed 209 was remote controlled to an extent. Mm. That's how it starts. Yep. He shot somebody. He just shot a guy. You just just killed a guy. (laughs) Killed a guy with a trident. I always thought it was funny that scene that Ed 209 just lights that guy up and turns him into just like this bloody mess. And then the old man's just like, Dick, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great movie. Gets better with age, I'd say. Mm. Yes. Mm, yes. Indeed. Uh, like, I know right now they have robots that we like will like deploy bombs or not deploy bombs uh detonate bombs yeah yeah that's just like that's basically just a robot with a finger yeah i mean they have robots i don't know if it's the same robot just you know equipped to do different things but they have robots that will like detonate bombs or they have you know robots that are equipped with like um kind of like uh similar to like robotic surgical arms that can you know manipulate wire, cut, cut, the cut blue, wires, cut the blue wire, cut the blue wire, <laughs> um, or you know just ones equipped with cameras. I just picture a robot just like standing over a bomb with like two little snippers and just like a little thing of motor oil dripping down its face. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the blue or the green? <laughs> Time ticking down to <laughs> you know five seconds. Um, yeah, five seconds, McGruber. <laughs> <laughs> McGruber. 
I do agree with the public defender's office. This is very out of line with what uh, with uh, San Francisco kind of stands for. Yeah, like of all places, I would not have expected this in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, you know, Seattle is similar to San Francisco a lot of in ways. A lot of ways, yeah. Um, but you know, we also have one of the most you know violent and unchecked police departments. This is true. <laughs> maybe in the country. Um, and. Uh, you know, maybe I, I I don't know for sure, but maybe there's a similar issue with with the police department in San Francisco. I I, I really maybe don't know. yeah. But anyway, uh, I just robots are not a good idea. I really think, and you know, I I don't know how many people out there have really kind of been been made aware or keeping up on this whole AI art thing. You know, as an artist, it's kind of like irking me but it's it's of a similar like line of of complaints it's like how much power do we give to machines right because eventually it's going to come to a point where they don't need us anymore (laughs) yeah anyway san francisco All right, so little spoiler alert. Hopefully, knock on wood, next episode, we're going to be talking about the mean one if it's still in theaters. Yeah, like, you know, we're recording at your, your place today, and I was, the original plan was to record at my place. I was going to suggest that we try to go catch it tonight. Mm. Over the next then we got to remember it for two weeks. And we're old. <laughs> But um, the mean one, of course, is a horror parody of The Grinch. Uh, we know that Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is coming out early next year. Uh, we also know that, um, uh, what's this guy's name? Scott Jeffrey uh, is also, or no, sorry, Reese Freak Waterfield. Why the fuck is it called a Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> Reese Freak Waterfield, who is making Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, also has planned a Peter Pan Neverland Nightmares as his follow-up. And he has now announced his follow-up to his follow-up, which is Bambi colon The Reckoning. Sorry, I think I lost the thread here. This is the guy that's doing Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, and he's also doing Peter Pan. Are all of the like is Bambi Bambi went into public domain this year. I guess I didn't realize that was not a Disney property. Nope, it is based on Felix Sultan's original novel, Bambi, A Life in the Woods, from 1923. Interesting. I, yeah, that's news to me. I knew Winnie the Pooh was not, and Peter Pan, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I would have th- I thought Bambi was an original Disney property. But No, man, fucking wrong. People at Disney are just going to be like, Ooh. Uh, I heard Mickey Mouse is going to be public domain next year. Uh... I really think that if there's a company that can figure out how to not do that, it's going to be Disney. Right? Like, there's got to be, I mean, I mean, somehow they got to, like, renew the trademark or something. Like, Well, I think it's 100 years or something to that effect. No. 
I think you're right. I think it is 100 years. For some reason, the number like 70 or 75 sticks out in my head too. Anyway, but yeah, there is a certain number of years where copyright runs out. You can no longer renew it. Um, And yeah, it goes into public domain. But like I said, if there's a company that can finagle the law, it's going to be Disney. Yeah, for sure. Um, But from ITN Studios and Jagged Edge Productions, Bambi the Reckoning is said to be directed by Scott Jeffrey with Frank Waterfield producing the, quote, dark retelling of the classic tale. Did you ever see the SNL skit when they made Bambi 2? Sounds familiar. The Rock played Bambi. (laughs) Okay. I... I can't remember if I've actually seen that or if I just saw like pictures from it. Oh, it was like a live action thing where he was like <laughs> made up like a deer. Right, right. Yeah. And he was like hunting down the people that killed his mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of when I read this. <laughs> but Jeffrey tells Dread, uh, the, I think that being Dread Central, yep. uh, the film will be an incredibly dark retelling of the 1928 story we all know and love, finding inspiration from the design used in Netflix's The Ritual. Bambi will be a vicious killing machine that lurks in the wilderness. <laughs> That's awesome. Prepare for Bambi on rabies. <laughs> on rabies? I think you mean with rabies. Yeah, rabies isn't a drug. Yeah. <laughs> um, finding inspiration from the design used in the ritual. <laughs> That's yeah. something. Yeah, was he going to be like a fucking mutant or something? <laughs> it, maybe. He's on rabies, so. <laughs> you know what that rabies does? Makes them all crazy. Yeah. Makes them grow like fucking extra limbs and. Then they have rabies rage. <laughs> <laughs> and that monster in the rituals, I still can't figure it out. There's like so many like parts to it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like when it stands up, like more parts come out and you're just like, oh, there's an extra head there or something. Yeah. Like, it's like, where's the face? Right. Because <laughs> I see like two faces. And like there's parts of it that I don't think are parts of it that are just like like things it's wearing. Yeah. Like well, a it's mask like, or something. Because like it, it looks very similar to an elephant, sort of. Sort of. And it's got these long tusks that I thought were tusks, but they're arms. They're yeah, right. human arms. <laughs> So it's just, it's wild. It's, there's, yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> so to see Bambi being inspired by that. That's quite the vision. It's quite the vision. What's Thumper going to be like? Right? <laughs> and I mean, are they going to be like anthropomorphized? Like like in Bambi 2? Sh- sure. Or like, I don't know, is Blood and Honey that, because I mean, it's clearly people wearing costumes. It's right. Not, they didn't like try to. The story is that they they are Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. Like they're not mutants. They're not humans. They 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 are the actual Winnie the Pooh and Piglet from the stories. Okay. Well, I mean, I have to imagine that's probably what they're going to do with this one because CGI gets expensive. Yeah. And have you seen Piglet in Blood and Honey? I don't remember. He's like a boar. He's got like big ass tusks. <laughs> so not so much a piglet. Yeah. Right. When does Blood and Honey come out? In February, March, something like that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's early next year. I know that. But it's also one night only. So I don't know if we'll be able to see it or if we'll have to wait for VOD. We'll see. 
It's only one. Only one thing left to do now. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Bambi. <laughs> So a director that has really made his mark on horror lately, and we're both big fans of him, uh, Mike Flannelan Ding Dong, or as he likes to go by Flanny. Flanny. Flanny as he likes to be called. Um, you know, he's had this kind of long-standing deal with Netflix. He's made, you know, Haunting of Vly Manor, Haunting of Hill House, um, the um, Midnight Society. Mid- no, Midnight Club. <laughs> that's not right. No, that's that's Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> um, and uh, Midnight Mass. Um, that's the one I was trying to think of. Mm. And wasn't also um, wasn't Gerald's Game? Yes, Gerald's game as well. Yep. Um, so he's he's made really kind of his bones with Netflix because he had what maybe one or two movies under his belt at that time. Hush and did he do Oculus? I want to say yes. I think he did. I also want to say yes. Um, yeah, and you know, while while he was kind of under this employee of Netflix, he did Doctor Sleep. Um, and what else? He, he's done something else recently, hasn't he? Uh, he did do Oculus. Okay. Um, recently he did, uh, nope. Gerald's game and Dr. Sleep is the most recent. Yeah. Well then. Okay. Well, he did do Dr. Sleep, which, of course, was a big deal because it was a sequel to The Shining, which was, you know, one of the biggest horror movies of all time. Um, well, apparently this deal at Netflix has now ended, um, and he has decided to pick up stakes and move over to Amazon. Uh, he, um, let's see. Oh, uh, oh, okay. I see. Sorry, I was misreading this. Uh, his uh, partner, uh, Trevor Macy, uh, have taken their Intrepid Pictures house to Amazon Studios. Um, together, they're going to develop and produce produ- uh, projects via their Intrepid Pictures company, which will exclusively stream on Prime Video in more than 240 countries and territories worldwide. There's a little sales pitch for you. Um, so, but they still have things uh, on deck at Netflix. They're still we're still looking at the fall of the House of Usher, and um, uh, which, uh, sorry, which is of course based on um, uh, Edgar Allan Poe's work. Um, looks like they were planning a, a second season of Midnight Club, but that has of course since been canceled. Um, I wonder if Amazon would pick that up. I don't know. I mean, is that, do they, I mean, they must, I guess if it's been canceled, they must own the rights to that, which is surprising because Netflix, I would think would at least have a stake in it. 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm, they may have to get Netflix's approval to if they want to do a season two at Amazon. Although I do, I do have, I have a vague memory that Netflix buys completed things rather than buying. Like the, like they, for instance, they would have bought Midnight Club from Flanagan rather than him making it for them. Yeah, I feel like they they do both now, and like because they have Netflix Studios, and they've kind of started moving more into creating their own work. It's true. Well, it's hard to say. Either way, Midnight Club season two is canceled. So sorry, guys, if you were a fan. But um, yeah, there is potential that it could maybe uh, start up again. At Amazon. I don't think at this point they have anything. No, I guess there is at least one thing that they are planning on, which we'll talk about next, to work on with Amazon. But beyond that, I don't think there's. I don't think they've really set out like a project list. That I mean, this goes into the next story, but the the thing that we're going to talk about next is not for Amazon. It is independent of Amazon. Oh, sorry. I guess I misread this. So, yeah, they, as of now, they have nothing on the, on the agenda for Amazon as far as I know. Which seems so weird. You'd think they'd go into it with, you know, at least one idea. Right. I mean, maybe they did, and we just don't know about it. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, that, that's kind of a big deal. He's, he's been with Netflix for... Ever? Yeah, for a long time at this point, and... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they just rubbed him wrong or if it was just, he just felt it was time to move on, but everything ends. I am curious what the subscriber counts are between like Prime versus Netflix. And that that's probably hard to discern because so many people, I mean, when you sign up for Amazon Prime, you get a Prime right. membership. Yeah. So and so it's like even you know even if you just look at raw numbers that doesn't necessarily mean viewers right because like me when I'm just looking for something to watch I never go to Prime I go, I will go to Netflix and look for something to binge or or you know watch a movie I've seen a thousand times but I I usually only go to Prime if it's for a specific reason see I'm the opposite way but of course I do have a lot of channels on Amazon mm. like Stars and Cinemax and Showtime and stuff. Um, so, but you, if I'm looking for like a movie I want to watch, I'll usually go to to Amazon. But again, mainly because I have all those channels. Uh, or but that's li- if you're looking for something specific, right? I'm yeah. saying if you're just look if you're just looking to browse something, you would go to Amazon first. If, but again, you have all those channels, so you're really searching more than just Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I was going to, if I was going to try and like binge a show, like you're saying, I would probably go to Netflix mm. to see if there was a show that I wanted to watch. Not necessarily for a specific show. Otherwise, I'd look up and see where where I could find it. Right. But that would probably be my first stop, just to find something for a movie. Again, probably either Prime or HBO Max. Mm. Um. Anyway. Anyway. So. Flying and Anadine go. 
plan A. <laughs> Alright, so staying on the Flannel and a Ding Dong kick, uh, Flanny and Macy revealed to Deadline this week that they are getting ready to adapt Stephen King's The Dark Tower into a new series. This is completely independent of the Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey joint. Hopefully it'll be much better. Hopefully. Yeah. Although, I mean, Stephen King himself has said more than once how difficult of a story that'll be to, to adapt. Right. And... You know, like my, my, my dad, who's the biggest Stephen King fan I know, uh, has said that many times, too. Just, it's so much to try and put into a movie. Right. <laughs> or which, even a series of movies. Yeah. Uh, as we said before, Flanagan says that this exists separately from Intrepid's deal with Amazon, uh, but did say he'd be thrilled if Amazon decided to pick it up. Uh, the epic-sized series, he called it. Uh, Flanagan says that this is his holy grail of a project. This is like the thing he has wanted to work on since he started making content. People uh, who thirst over Dark Tower are fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Flanagan? <laughs> I, love, I love you, Flanny, but you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> Flanagan says, I wrote a pilot. We view it as a series that's going to last, that's going at least five seasons. And having lived with this project as long as I have, I have an enormous amount of it worked out in my brain. But I have a pilot script I'm thrilled with and a very detailed outline for the first season and a broader outline for the subsequent seasons. I think eventually, if we're able to get going, there are some other writers I want to fold into that process whom I've worked with before. I think they would be really fabulous for a small, intimate writer's room where we can continue to break it. I'll tell you, more than half of my life, I've closed my eyes and been able to watch a lot of this play out. I've dreamed about this, that first shot which comes right off at the first incredible sentence of the first book, The Gunslinger, I've had that image just rattling around in my head since I was an undergrad. It's going to have to get out of there eventually. Yep. You said a lot of things there. You said, <laughs> said a lot of things. I I mean, usually when we talk about something Stephen King related, I can kind of weigh in at least a little, but I, I have actually not read any Dark Tower books. Um so I'm not an expert of any kind, so I, I can't really speak much on it. I just I just know that similar to the problems with it, there's some it's it's it was such a lengthy book and to contain it all in even a couple of movies. I mean, if you people who have read the book and seen the movies know that even in two movies they left a lot of stuff out. Right. So to think about the Dark Tower, which Stephen King wrote over decades, <laughs> uh, you know, to cover it all in in you know uh, a television series, it's quite the uh, uh, ambition. But Flanagan has revealed himself to be a, a big Stephen King fan. Not just you know, it's like ooh, you know. That was a fun book. Let's make a movie out of it. He like actually like he's a he's a Stephen King fan. He appreciates the work. He honors it. And so I think if anybody could be trusted to make a you know a good quality 
production out of what is Stephen King's opus. Um, I think it would be him. So and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, I think I remember people saying that Gerald's game would be a really difficult adaptation. Well, in the, in the, in the sense that it's single location, I mean, the entire book takes place. Well, not the entire thing. 90% of the book takes place in a bedroom. Yeah. You know, with her strapped to her chain, yeah, handcuffed to a bed. And, you know, the movie basically did that too. Right. Aside from flashbacks. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, single, single location films aren't anything groundbreaking. Right. Yeah, sure. Difficult, but anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know, but he's apparently has this incredible sequence of the first letter of the first word of the first sentence of the first book of the first edition. He said the word first a lot of times. <laughs> so many firsts. Uh, he hopes the planned TV series will eventually spawn feature films based on the Dark Tower novels, but he is not putting the cart too far ahead of the horse. Yeah, that might be... I mean, depending on who owns the film rights. Yeah. I mean, considering that there is... Well, I don't think there's a Stephen King book out there like where the film rights aren't owned by somebody. Probably. Stephen King's like, I'm going to write a book tomorrow. And people are like, can I buy it? Yeah. <laughs> right now? Right now? He's like, I don't know what it's about. And they're like, but but can I have it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck, what book was it? I want to say it was The Outsider. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was The Outsider had, like, had just come out and HBO bought the rights, like, Right away. Pretty sure Mr. Mercedes, too. It would either had just come out or maybe wasn't even out yet before it got optioned. Could be. I can't. Can't formulate that timeline in my head, but yeah. Things his 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 work gets bought up pretty quick. Same with like JK Rowling before she was kind of persona non grata. Right. Um she would, you know, start writing something. It's like, hey, give me that. <laughs> Stephen King could just make a book of him farting on a snare drum and people would buy it. <laughs> He's like, I ain't farting on no snare drum. <laughs> there you go. Dark Tower. So, in the never-ending blight on humanity known as the Saw series, next up is Saw 10. Oh, well, good. Yeah, because we all, f- you know, when we saw the first Saw movie, or even the second, we're just like, man, I really hope they make 10 of these. <laughs> did you ever see Jigsaw? Yeah, we did it on the show. Did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I watched it on my own for some reason. Anyway, yeah, well, if you go back to our review then, I'm sure we we covered that it's not a good movie. It's not, no. In fact, none of the Saw movies beyond maybe the second movie. I would say probably the second movie. Yeah, were, were any good. Spoiler alert, go listen to Cult of Splat this Friday. 
It's the first saw. Oh, snap. Is it rotten? Yep. That's surprising. Yeah. I mean, I, if anything, I would have thought maybe it was like right on the cusp. I, I want to say it's like 29% or something. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. That's surprising. Um, Cultusplat.com? <laughs> well, uh, it has been announced that Shawnee Smith of, uh, what the hell movie was that? Harry Crumb? Breakfast of Champions. <laughs> summer School. What? Summer School. That's what, I, was, I, I almost said Summer School. I'm like, no, that wasn't her. That was her. That was her. Okay. Yeah. So Shawnee Smith of Summer School fame. Shawnee Smith of Becker with, with fame. Mark, with Mark Hammond. Uh, uh, with, was she in Becker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was her, his receptionist. Yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> uh, Ted Danson. <laughs> the Ted Danson machine. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Ted Danson machine was a ska band from, I think, around here. I'm not sure. I don't know if they just played here a lot or if they were, were from here. Yeah. But uh, I remember them playing with Table Dancing with Betty. Yep. Uh, not only were they good, but they had a, a cracker of a name. <laughs> Um. Anyway, so Shawnee Smith uh, has been announced. That she's going to be in Saw. I don't know if it's Portland. To... Huh? They're from Portland. Ah, okay. Well, that makes sense. Are they still around? I don't know. <laughs> um. So she was introduced as one of Kramer, uh, John Kramer's vin- victims in the original uh, film. No, they're not around anymore. Doesn't look like they put out any music since two thousand three. That tracks. Yeah. Because Scott's dead. It's not really a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so unfortunate. Scott was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she was introduced in the original film as Amanda Young, who was one of uh, you know Jigsaw's original victims. She was the one in like, You saw her on, the po- on a bunch of the posters. She had like the big bear trap, the reverse bear trap thing on her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was later revealed to be an apprentice of Jigsaw. Oh, spoilers, damn. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she was known for forcing captives to play deadly games before meeting her end in Saw 3. But as we all know, death means nothing in the Saw franchise. <laughs> Jigsaw was dead in part 3? 4? 3, yeah. I think, he, he, what he's, I think 3 was when he finally died. Yeah. Um... But yeah, he made his, you know, either through flashbacks or or whatever, made appearances in in more movies. Yep. Um. What was it? It must have been Saw Eight, the final Saw, (laughs) (laughs) the Saw ending, the Saw ending, (laughs) the one where it was like. He wasn't he in it, but it was like a big like like flashback from years ago. And we like you didn't know it until the end. It was supposed to be the big twist. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry about the twist, guys. That was Jigsaw, wasn't it? No, sorry. Yes, Jigsaw. Sorry, I'm thinking of Spiral. Oh, did we do Spiral? No, we didn't show? do Spiral. Okay, yeah, Spiral was bad. Spiral was a bad. I never movie. saw Spiral. Yeah, it was. They, they tried to make like this. They tried to make like a soft, huh? A spinoff. Well, they tried. To, I mean, it was based within the world of of Saw, right? 
but they tried to make it like this gritty crime drama and it's just like no guys <laughs> no baby <laughs> no baby <laughs> well i mean you know in fairness again i think probably maybe saw two was the last one that really followed the original premise mm-hmm. until it all just became it got so far up its ass about all becoming about all these like re- ludicrous the contraptions yeah. yeah it was like a fucking life or death version of mousetrap with a big m night Shyamalan twist at the end yeah and it was all like dun 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 no wait no that's a different song <laughs> who cares who fucking cares um uh, sounds like the plan for the 10th installment in the franchise is to bring back all of the major elements fans loved about the franchise which could prove to be a smart move as for how the characters like jigsaw and amanda are able to come back only time will tell it could also prove to be a bad move yeah if if they make another fucking flashback movie holy christ <laughs> although i guess in fairness I think the first movie had a lot of flashbacks too. Just like, well, not not so much flashbacks, like, but like deception in timing. Yeah, if I remember right. Well, it did like the big wrap up thing, which became a a cliche in all the Saw movies. Yeah. I don't I don't know how we got from the first Saw to where we are now, where these two guys chained to pipes in a bathroom to fucking like machines that freeze people and rip their skin off. Yeah, I. What happened? Is Levon L still involved? Like, where does his involvement end, or does he? Is because I feel like he would. He's probably just collecting checks. At this probably, point. yeah. Because at some point, the the filmmakers had to have changed, and they were just like, "Well, what people like are the traps, so we're not going to worry about storytelling. We're just going to focus on these traps." <laughs> Oh, but we need a big twist at the end. Oh, okay. Then say the killer is Philip, the pizza delivery boy from earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, you... you, you it, it is like a Shyamalan movie where you're expecting the twist. You're anticipating yeah. it. Yeah. Especially when there's this killer that is claiming to be Jigsaw, but you know Jigsaw's dead. You saw it happen. Yeah. Like, there's one... I want to say it's seven or eight where there's, like, this cop investigating Jigsaw the whole movie, and then at the end he's like, oh... And I'm the killer. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, hold on. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, let's see. Where did I leave off? Deadline is reporting that... Sin... What was that? Dutch? Sinuve? I think that's how that letter's pronounced. Sinuve? Sinuve? That's a zero. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, McCody Lund from Ragnarok. Which is a TV show, I'm pretty sure, like from Sweden or Finland or something. One of those. Yeah, one one of them countries. <laughs> I've seen I've seen it on um, Netflix. Um, Stephen Brand from The Sandman and Michael Beach from Dahmer will also star in the film, which is now in production. Oh, good. Neat. Well, I'm sure we can we can expect it very soon then. Franchise stalwart Kevin Grutert. I am Grutert. <laughs> <laughs> Who directed the highly regarded... Eh, hold on. What? 
Final chapter. That's what it is. <laughs> is they just ripped off the Friday the 13th name? The, f- the final sawing. <laughs> uh, highly regarded Saw 6 and saw, saw the final chapter. Who's highly regarding those films? I've seen them. They're not good. <laughs> um, and, oh, sorry. And he edited. Oh, good. So he really stepped up from editing to directing. Uh, he edited Saw 1 through 5 and Jigsaw and is directing this one, Saw X or 10, whatever you're calling it, slated for release on October 27, 2023. Because if it's Halloween, it must be Saw. Yeah. Remember when that was the tagline? Was that the tagline? Yeah, for several of them. I don't remember that. I do remember them always coming out around Halloween, because why not? So Lee Wanell wrote the first three. Okay. Uh, And then uh, Melton and Dunstan took over for four, five, six, and seven. Also, this is not Saw 10. (laughs) Is it not? There was seven Saw movies, then there was Jigsaw, and then Spiral. So it's the 10th movie in the franchise, but like linearly, it's not Saw 10. Well, I mean, what else are they supposed to call it? I don't know. Saw 8, The Return of Jigsaw. <laughs> well, I mean, I think... And Saw 7 was called uh, Saw 3D. Was it? According to this. Why did I think it was... Th- also, was there really 10 years between Saw 3D or seven years between Saw 3D and Jigsaw? I mean, probably. We thought it was a, We thought it was done. We d- hoped it was done. I remember when my wife and I were still dating, her and I and a friend of hers, and it was his idea, it was her friend's idea that we just binge all the Saw movies in one night. It was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I was say, like, did you get high? <laughs> we started at like, it has been like three in the afternoon and we didn't finish till probably like 12 hours later. <sighs> I remember when I tried to watch all the Lord of the Rings movies in order. There's only three of those. Yeah. Of course, they're four hours long a piece, but. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I was, see, we're, I was so still in. Saw 3D is Saw the final chapter. Yeah, so this was when we li- lived in our when we had our apartment together, and you had already moved. You you already left for New York, and <laughs> shortly, actually, must have been right before or shortly after, I got fired from my job. So I was just home all day long by myself. So I was just like find, trying to find stuff to uh, watch and. That was back in the days when when pirating, not pirating, but like finding places online to watch movies for free. Maybe that's kind of pirating. That is pirating. (laughs) Because I didn't like, I didn't, am I the pirate or is the person providing it the pirate? Yes. If I had done it, let's say maybe I watched these movies. Maybe I didn't. Okay, OJ. (laughs) But if I had watched those movies, I watched them back to back, and yeah, it was it it it, it was would have been quite the feat, because contrary to popular belief, 
Those aren't good movies. <laughs> anyway. So, guys, get fucking hype for Shawnee Smith's return. I like how this doesn't even mention that Tobin Bell is going to be back. <laughs> I know. You think that would be, like, the bigger deal. Like, it mentioned all the cast, pretty much, but just didn't mention Tobin Bell. Yeah. And I actually, like, yeah, I had forgotten about that, but I, I saw it elsewhere before. But yeah, as far as, like, where it says, you know, the plan is to bring back all the major elements that fans love. Like I said, that could be, could be good, but it also could be bad. A lot of people don't like being pandered to. Well, it's like, so what? that, but also can you create a coherent story out of all that? <laughs> well, what elements are they talking about? You know, traps and stuff. Yeah. Because, yeah, maybe that's what, like, the fucking date night crowd wanted. Or, the, you know, the saps that just, like, watch these movies religiously. Yeah. But, like, the people who enjoyed the original movie, that's not what they were looking for. No, there's a, there's there's actually a pretty deep story in Saw 1. Mhm. Yeah, it took some, you know, cleverness to conceive instead of just like, hey, we're going to get these people and we're going to put them in traps. And it completely lost the point, you know. It's like in the original when 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 uh Kramer when John Kramer was still alive and he was the working jigsaw he would put people in situations where they had to decide that their life was worth... Live or die. Yeah. Make your choice. Basically worth the agony. Uh, as things progressed, it was more... It's like, hey, here's this trap that you're probably never going to get out of, and you're just going to die. Yeah. It, or it was like, it was like, hey, you're in a trap, but you know, if you kill that guy, you can get out. Right. Like that's no. that wasn't the game. No. <laughs> it's like you have gone off the rails here, sir. And he always took people who like had things that either they regretted or they like wanted to better about themselves. Like you know, there's the whole scene of with Amanda saying he helped me, right? Yeah, because she was a drug addict. Yeah, and, he, and then later ones just like, well, you know, what's wrong with this guy? It's like, oh, I, he, uh, you know, he's, he's got AIDS. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't think that actually happened. No, that, that was just a bad example. <laughs> that was just me throwing something out there. Oh. Well, you know, I'd say I wish him luck, but uh, I don't. <laughs> Saw. Sean Eastman. Or Saw Eastman. <laughs> hey. Sleep till the sound and scream all this life So remember the movie Scream? Yep. And then there was there was Scream Two. Yep. And three. Yep. And four. And then there was Scream again. Yep. Now there's gonna be Scream Six, even though there's no Scream Five. There's a there's a fifth movie, but it's just called Scream. <laughs> Why do they do this? I don't know. Honestly, I think it's like they go into it with the the belief that it might be like the definitive last movie of a series. And then somebody calling the shots up the ladder is just like, no, we're going to... They're like, hey, that made money. Yeah, we're going to keep this money train rolling. 
We're going to keep this gravy train with biscuit wheels are moving down <laughs> the old Hershey Highway. <laughs> I don't care who, who did what to your Hershey Highway. Uh, well, there's going to be Scream 6. And Melissa Barrera says that it will be a hundred times gorier than Scream. The second one. Not Scream 2, but the second Scream. Right. Because that's what Wes Craven was all about. Gore. That's right. Uh, the new movie will take the franchise into New York City for the very first time with Jenna Ortega teasing an action-heavy and gore-heavy new installment. Well, she, she was in five, right? Yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah, okay. You could probably say she was in this movie last year, right? <laughs> she, she must have been. Uh, she was in like 20 fucking movies last year. Yeah, that's right. And also Wednesday. Did you watch Wednesday yet? No. Not. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll like it. I don't think you will either. Yeah. Kristen watched it. She like it? Uh, she said it's not good, but it's not <laughs> terrible, which is you know, a like glowing endorsement. Like Lynn liked it, but even she was just like, like she was like, you are not the audience for this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard from everybody who watched it that, I mean, including Kristen, uh, that it is basically like Sabrina with it's, yeah, it's with Harry Potter. Yeah. I feel like uh, I if I watched it, uh, I would end up saying, "Hey, I liked that a lot better when it was called Sabrina." <laughs> there's a lot of Harry Potter feel to it. I didn't watch all of it, but from what I saw, there's like a part where they, you know, she's at this school or whatever, and they like break into teams and have these contests. And I'm like, this. Is, I, like I looked at Lynn, I was like, "This is exactly like Harry Potter. Like this is the Harry Potter movie where they have the they challenge for the cup or whatever, the Wizard Cup." Well, I haven't. Seen well, it, it is. <laughs> uh, speaking with Collider, Melissa Barrera says there was a saying on set because Matt and Tyler, the directors, uh, were always asking for more blood and more sweat. They always just wanted more. More blood spritz was the saying because they would always want more. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she, she said more like seven times in one sentence. And it was like, we had a saying. When they wanted more blood, they would say, more blood. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's typically what you would say. <laughs> oh, God. Um, with the last scream, they were tiptoeing and trying to be very respectful of what the franchise had been up until that point and keeping their inner gory dreams at bay. With this one, they're like... Fuck that. This one, they were like, we're going all out. That's um, that's not going to go well. I mean, not the concept, like that sentence. Because they remember when they were talking about this movie, they're like, we're doing everything we can to preserve Wes's legacy. And we want to make sure that this is a movie that Wes would appreciate. And Wes and Wes and Wes and Wes and Wes. Right. Now they're like, fuck Wes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's basically like they're, ba- kinda, they're feels, backing out of kind of uh, like an informal agreement. It feels like they said everything they needed to to get their foot in the door. Right. And now they're like, we're here. Yeah. It's like when you buy a girl flowers and, you know, take her out to dinner just so you can take her back and bang her. Yeah. Uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown from Mindy. Mason Gooding from Chad are also back in Scream 6 alongside Hayden Panettiere and the returning no, Kirby. No, those are their character names. Huh? Those are their character names. Oh. I was thinking like the Mindy show. 
No. And that show Chad with, uh, um, what's her name that's not funny from SNL? There's so many of them. <laughs> uh, the one that was on Mulaney. Nassim Pedrad? Yes. She's kind of funny new girl. I gotta say. Yeah. But that's because she had a really funny cast around her. Yeah, and she was very muted. Yeah. But uh, I'm not familiar with that show. Uh, all I know is she plays a little boy named Chad. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, in the brand new movie, The Scream Saga continues. Oh, wait, I didn't finish reading the cast. Uh, also features Samara Weaving. Hey. Tony Revolori from Spider-Man Homecoming and No Way Home. Tony Ravioli. Tony Ravioli over here. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, Cha- Jack Champion. That's a, that's a dog, right? <laughs> that's a cool name. Uh, from Avatar The Way of Water. Liana Liberato from The Beach House. Devin Nakoda from Ghost Rider. Wait. <laughs> like the show? It's in quotes, which means it's a show and not a movie. Has he really not done any acting since that show? <laughs> yeah, and like that's his claim. Even if he has, that's still his claim to fame. Uh, Josh Segaro from Arrow and Henry Zerny from Ready or Not. Uh, in the brand new movie, the Scream Saga continues with the four survivors of the Ghostface killings as they leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter. Finally, people just moving the fuck away from Woodsboro. No shit, right? Although that didn't really help because, what was it, Scream 3 that was in Hollywood? Was it 3 or 4? No, it was 3. You're right. Uh, Radio Silence's Matt Bettinelli-Olpen and Tyler Gillett, or Gillette maybe, uh, are both back behind the camera for the upcoming Scream movie, which doesn't yet have an official title. I'll tell you what it is. Ghostface Takes Manhattan. (laughs) (laughs) You know who the killer is? Ghostface. Well, he's definitely going to be one of this one of these cast members. <laughs> I'll tell you now. I'm uh, I'm I'm saying it's Hayden Panettiere, and people be like, "Why are you, why is Ghostface so short?" Because <laughs> she's like five one or something. Yeah, she's a little little person. Not she's, not a little person, but she's a wee person. She's a tiny lady. <laughs> she's she's not tall. Uh, five foot flat. I always thought that was funny in the Scream movies because it's generally, you know, it, it's not the actual person. It's not the actor who is the killer. It's not, that's not who's wearing the cloak oh, and, sure. and the mask. It's yeah. always a you know, stunt actor or, or what or whatever. It'd be really funny if it was like a six foot three stunt actor and they unmasked <laughs> it in Pantier. Well, it's, it, I mean, it's not that far off, you know, like the, the, um, the, st- in, in so many of the movies, like especially when it turns out to be a woman, and like it's just you know a woman that's like maybe like what five five, but you know the, this killer is like at least you know equal or you know heads over the the cast members. It's like you guys are missing something here. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just just once, can we get someone to say, now let's see who you really are. <laughs> I'm not on board with this gory business. Like, I mean, you, you know, I love my gore. Yeah, I was. that's surprising to hear. But it, it's, it's Scream. Scream is not a gory series. It yeah. never has been. Yeah. 
And I mean, Wes Craven as a director was never a, a, a gore guy. He had blood, sure. Yeah. But no, nothing ever. Like any, Johnny Depp in the bed. Yeah. But nothing ever over the top. Yeah. Um, there was no like dismemberments or yeah, exactly. depacitations or whatever. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm getting woozy here. <laughs> My parents would be so mad. Apparently, in that movie, when uh, when he got hit, when uh, Skeet hit him with the phone, that wasn't like supposed to happen. It wasn't in the script. Really? <laughs> yeah. So he was like, "Oh man, he hit me with the phone." That was like unscripted. <laughs> I was just Matthew Lillard. Yeah. <laughs> just lamenting. <laughs> oh, Lillard. One of the nicest guys in Hollywood, I hear. Yeah? I wanted to... Th- when, he, when he came to Crypticon two, two three years year, ago? Two years? Um, I wanted to talk to him, but I just, you know, it's like one of those things where I, it's like, hey, I'm a big fan of your work, and that, that's pretty much it. Right. And he was... He was hey, Steve-O! <laughs> He was, uh, you know, surrounded by a lot of people and a lot of kids too, because you know Shaggy. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to gum that up. So I know we always talk about like going up to actors and saying that we love them in movie that people have not seen, yeah. <laughs> like Robert Lozardo in Short Circuit too. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that would be with Matthew Lillard. Uh, hackers? No, people people have seen Hackers, but. Yeah. But to pull that, that that's a card. Like to pull. SLC Punk seems like his most obscure movie, but even that isn't that obscure anymore. Yeah. It's a pretty well known movie. Did you ever see SLC Punk 2? I did not. It is not good. <laughs> oh, dude, I love you and without a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, like he I I have heard from everybody that I know who has met him that he is so nice that he makes like makes time for all his fans and he's he's really like you know personable and relatable and so that's nice to hear. Yeah. It's always it's nice to hear when famous people are nice, right? You know? <laughs> and you know, I mean I I like A-list celebrities, you know, constantly being handed by you know, paparazzi and reporters and, and, you know, people who won't respect their personal space, you know, wanting autographs and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I get that. But yeah, like everyone's got a limit. Sure. Even Tom Hanks told some people to back the fuck off recently. Yeah, because... They stepped on his wife or something. Yeah, well, she fell over. Something and, like that. She tripped over him or... Yeah, yeah, something like that. Don't... Like... Did you ever? Did you have like a like a cool aunt or a cool uncle or you know, somebody you kind of looked up to because you know, maybe they were like younger than your parents or something? No, no. Okay. Well, I I had, and I guess I still have an uncle who was the youngest of of the, the second youngest of the family. Um and you know, obviously, he was decades older than me, but um, just more relatable as far as age, I guess. It's always just you know, he was like the cool uncle, I guess. Yeah. And I remember one time when I was young, he yelled at me, and I was just like, <laughs> like crushing. 
And I imagine being yelled at by Tom Hanks would have that same feeling. Yeah. Anyway. One of my favorite things about that video is like the guy who I think actually tripped her, like when Tom Hanks is like, back the fuck up. He's like, yeah, guys, back the fuck up. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like, yeah, I'm on your side, man. Yeah, Tom, me and Tom, we're buds. <laughs> All right, is that it? We're bosom buddies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. R.I.P. Pete Scolari. One love. Do you know Bosom Buddies was only on for, was it two seasons, I think? Sounds right. I, I thought it was on longer than that. But, you know, having two guys cross-dress was just kind of taboo back then. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, even today where that stuff's more, where cross-dressing, you know, transgendered people are more accepted... I feel like two straight men dressing as women would still not go over well. Yeah. So maybe that just is like a little, a little bubble in time. Yeah, let's just leave that in the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah what I'm saying is let's, let's not reboot Buzz and Buddies. <laughs> what was it? Uh, that movie with um, is Michael Rosenbaum, Harlan, um, Harlan Williams. I know exactly the movie you're talking about. Is it Sorority Boys? Yes. Yeah, similar premise. Uh, very, very cringy. Yeah. Especially because it was like an early 2000s movie. And it's just, those movies were just not. It's kind of like they went, what if we remade just one of the guys, but gender swapped <laughs> and made, and there's three of them. Right. And one of them is Harlan Williams. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Harlan Williams, but. With, uh, what's his name, Barry Watson, is that his name, from 7th Heaven? Don't know. And Michael Rosenbaum, two guys that are like, you know, they're like WB stars Yeah, back you know back then. And then Harlan Williams, who was well known for half-baked. How high, yeah, or not, yeah, half-baked, <laughs> not how high. And Rocket Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Back when I worked at our... Being the cop in Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) (laughs) You'd shut up if you knew it was good for you, buddy. (laughs) It's a cardigan, but thank you for noticing. Back uh, in high school when I worked at our local water slash... (laughs) Water slash theme park. Um, Wild Waves? Yeah. Hell yeah, I did. (laughs) Uh, My buddy... See, I worked in the, the food stands... And my buddy, he worked on rides, and he worked with somebody who I never really saw the resemblance all that clearly, but he thought he looked like Harlan Williams, so he just called him Rocket Man. All the time. <laughs> did he have no chin? He did have a, a, a weak chin, yes. <laughs> anyway, okay, we got to move on. That's the end of horror business. Hope you enjoyed it. I did. Yay! Yay. Okay, well let's uh, let's keep this train rolling and uh, talk about some movies. All right, guys. So, like I said at the top of the show, this is a very hotly anticipated <laughs> episode, wherein we will be talking about "Don't Fuck in the Woods" and "Don't Fuck in the Woods," Part D. Or if you're searching for them, 
It's don't fuck in the woods and don't f in the woods. Right. I could only find it, like, if I typed in don't fuck in the woods too, it wouldn't come up. So I searched for, like, don't F, and it came up. Don't, don't F dot 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 in the woods too. Really? Like that was how it came up, yeah. In, in YouTube? Yes. That's weird, because I, I typed in the full title, and it, it popped up. Hmm. I don't know. I think when I put in the full title, I got trailers, but not the actual movie. Yes, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Cuban B. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, you know, I typed it in, and the first thing at the top was, I think it was a trailer, but it says buy a rent. Mm. So I clicked on that, and it starts playing the trailer, and then I say, you know, buy a rent. And then I rented it. That was an awesome fucking story. <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's get this show on the road. Let's do it. Let's head to the woods and start fucking. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) all over the woods. woods. (laughs) Trust me. Come Monday, everything will be completely different. Remind me again. Why are we going camping with that jock, that cheerleader, and that fucking stoner? Hey, you guys, this ride is here. Yes, it is. So we have no clue where we're going because Meg and Luke are probably wasted. I tried calling her last night, but they were uh, probably busy. All right, so Taylor has sprung upon me that I'm doing the first one, which I was not prepared for. Otherwise, I would have... No, I wouldn't have watched it second. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Usually, I watch my movie second, so it's fresher in my mind. Yeah, that would have just... That would have ruined everything. It's backwards. (laughs) It wouldn't have made any sense. All right. So... You were like, I was so lost when I watched the second one, but then I watched the prequel, and it all made sense. (laughs) It's the first movie called Don't Fuck in the Woods 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see how well I can do this. Movie starts, uh, it opens up um, in the woods. Go figure. <laughs> and we've got a couple out, uh, out camping in the woods. <laughs> this is going well. Bad in a thousand so far. <laughs> um, was it Meg and Luke? Is that them? Is that who was out there? That's, uh, no. You sure? No. <laughs> I'm, it's definitely Meg. I'm pretty certain the guy is Luke. Okay. It's, uh. Let's just go with it. I don't know if it was me just not really paying attention. <laughs> or if this movie was just really bad at, like, making sure people knew character names. 
could have been either one. Yeah. Or maybe a combination of the two. Because I definitely stopped paying attention at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, basically once all the wood fucking stopped. <laughs> it's kind of where my, mind, my, my brain shut off. Anyway, um, so we open up uh, in the woods. And yeah, like I said, there's a couple out there. Meg and, and yeah, Luke. Because the guy who played that character at the beginning also played the, the monster. The creature. So oh, is that right? Yeah. So it was Luke. Um, they're up camping and uh, they start getting getting nasty. They go into the tent, or she's they start she's, fucking in the woods. Yeah. Uh, she's like, you know, starts giving him kind of a lap dance thing. She starts stripping down, and uh, she goes like she does this really awkward thing, or she like she takes her takes her top off, takes her bra off, which is all well and good. And then uh, she blowing him out, like when he's sitting out that stump. Or, yeah, okay. yeah. She starts starts blowing him in the woods, like just out in the open, which is daring. Like I don't think I would want to do that, even if I knew that we were the only people around for miles. It's just awkward. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, so she gets up and she walks over to the tent, and this like she like pulls her pants down. Like, as she's walking. As she's walking to the tent, she pulls him down. I think she's wearing boots, like like almost knee-high boots, if I remember right. So she can only pull her pants down so far. And then she gets to the tent, and she bends over and pulls her, her underwear down. And it's just like, that's, uh, that's not as sexy as you think it is. <laughs> and she, like, bends over from the waist. Yeah. And so, like, her ass is hanging out. And then she pulls her panties down. Yeah. Yeah. I can never decide if I want to say panties or underwear. I know a lot of girls don't like panties. They don't like panties. But pan- like, especially when you like really put emphasis on the T, panties. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh, fucking. Um... Oh, Christ. From New Girl. Um... Schmidt. Schmidt. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how I knew that, but all right. Well, he, he always said that. Like, every time he said panties, like, panties. <laughs> panties. <laughs> you know, apparently, like, the way he talked is actually, he he leaned into it when he found out that it was desirable and people liked it. But he was trying to cover up, because he's actually a, a pretty, not prominent, but he has a, he has a Long Island accent. And he's trying to kind of hide it. Because he felt like that's what Schmidt would be doing. And he, he kind of does in the show. He tries to cover it up. But his his attempt to cover it up just kind of ultimately... Became like a different accent? Yeah. Just the weird way of talking and, and pronouncing things. Anyway. So, yeah. Girls don't like the word panties. Especially when you really drive home the T. Panties. But also just un- underwear? You're just, just supposed to say underwear? I guess. Undies? But also underwear sounds weird. Like when I think of underwear, I, I think, think like of boxers. what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. That's underwear. Yeah. Uh, and there's underwear and there's panties. Right. Panties. <laughs> um. <laughs> so like when you say it that way, you, you like you feel the need to like arch your shoulders back and like almost do like one of these with your head. Yeah. Just panties. Panties. Like you're exclaiming something. <laughs> um. Anyway, so they climb in the tent, 
they start going at it, just fucking, just... It's fucking all over the woods. Just giving her the old heave-ho. <laughs> and then... <laughs> this is when the, uh, the script really demonstrates its... Lacking. <laughs> um, like, he's... They, they switch positions so fast. Like, first, he starts out on... Or, he starts out on top, like just missionary. And then after like 30 seconds. It's like, mm, mm, now you on top. Mm, mm. Yeah. They started missionary. Now get on all fours. 30 seconds. She's like, it's my turn. And they get into like cowgirl. And then like 30 seconds later, he's like, all right, now get on your knees. And he starts plugging her from behind. And he's like, one or two. <laughs> and she's like, two. And I'm like, no. Uh-uh. No. At least not right away. Girls don't volunteer it up. Like yeah. That. <laughs> well, there are some. There are some. There and are maybe some. she's one of them. Maybe she is. We don't kink shame. Well, Tony will kink shame you. I, he will. He'll, he'll, there, he'll admit that he will. There are kinks that I will shame you for, <laughs> yes. Not all of them. I'm a pretty liberal person when it comes to kinks, but there are some things that are just unacceptable. I will say that you know, there's a lot of things that aren't for me. There's a lot of things I don't understand, but... Whatever gets you off, as long as it's consensual. Yeah, and it doesn't involve feet because then you can... <laughs> I don't care if you, if you want to jerk off on feet, jerk off on feet. Just like I said, make sure it's consensual. Don't jerk off on people's feet if they don't want you to. Hey, you know what? If fucking jerking off with feet or looking at feet or smelling feet gets you off, shame, shame, <laughs> shame. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, he goes straight up the back door. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's like one or two, and she's just like two. And yeah. there's no like finesse. No. He, he just, just like dives. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> have, you, have you ever done it? Yeah. You got to work up to it. Yes. You can't just. <laughs> it's not like the one hole. <laughs> not usually. If it is, then I mean. Again, if she's that quick to offer it up, then maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, if she's that loose behind in the, in the backside, then uh, she might be getting poopies in her in her panties. <laughs> in her panties. <laughs> because that thing's got to be watertight, you know. <laughs> I was shitting pancakes for a week. <laughs> We're like thirty seconds into the movie. <laughs> Too focused on her taking it up the ass. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so they're buckle up, guys. There's gonna be a lot. They're of going this. at it, and you know, going into this movie and just like the title, one would be led to believe that it's a slasher movie. The branding is very slasher centric. Yeah. Uh, surprise! It isn't. It's a creature feature. <laughs> yeah, but the like the way that things lay out, it's very slasher esque. Yeah. But yeah, the the villain is not a slasher. He's it's a it's a creature of some kind. Yeah. Uh, he comes stomping out of the woods and stomping through the forest <laughs> like a retarded tyrannosaurus. <laughs> and does he pull? How do they get out of the tent? This this I can't remember if the creature like pulls them out or if they are already out for some reason. Does he go out to take a piss or something? I feel like she went out to take a piss, but I think I might be confusing that with a scene from the second one. 
Yeah. Or later, actually, no, later, later in, this in this one. Later in this movie, too. Yeah. What is it with... What? Have you ever had to take a piss in the middle of sex? In the middle? No. Yeah. No, no, no. And, I mean, I, I will tell you, for all you that uh, are not uh, equipped with penises, it is very hard to pee with an erection. <laughs> Oftentimes, you don't even get the urge because your prostate has swelled up. It's all swolled. Yep. Um. Anyway, for some reason, or however it occurs, they are outside the tent, and this creature just starts just fucking them up, ripping them limb from limb. Yeah, you don't really see much though. No, it's very dark. It's very poorly lit, which yeah. is. I mean, it's a lot of it happens kind of off screen too. Yeah. It's unfortunate because, you know, it maybe could have been cool. Like, you can't even see the creature all that well. Yeah. Um, which, you know, because this is a low-budget film, very low-budget. Low, low. Like, even there's a, the one of the companies that made it is it's called Dopest Shit Ever. Right. And the, their tagline at the bottom of their logo says, no budget for life. <laughs> uh, I mean, how they financed this creature suit... I don't know, but... Uh, did seem like that's where most of the money went. Must have been. Um, yeah, so he... The, the creature kills the guy, uh, Luke, and goes cha- chasing after Meg and, and knocks her to the ground. Like, like grabs her by the ankle or something. Pulls her to the ground, and then she gets pulled off screen. Mm-hmm. And one is just left to assume that she's dead now. Yeah. Uh, we jump ahead to what looks like a porn set. <laughs> I am a plumber who likes to have sex. Yeah, I don't know if this guy was supposed to be impersonating like a Mexican or an Italian. It, it, or maybe... It, it kind of went uh, in and out. Yeah. yeah, very confused amalgamation of both. Either way, as an Italian, I was offended. <laughs> Not really. It was just stupid. He, yeah, he comes kicking, he, like, he kicks the it's door these, open. These two girls are making out, and, like, they're, you know, kind of going at it. Their t- tits come out. And, yeah, this guy, like, kicks in the door. He's wearing nothing but a pair of boxer briefs and, like, an orange construction vest and a big fake mustache. Yeah. And he's holding a plumber. And he's plunger. like, I'm here to check your pipes. He's holding a plunger. What did I say? Plumber. <laughs> Oops. Yes. Plunger. He's holding another plumber that he carries in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, you know, I must be. <laughs> he's like, I'm here to clean your pipes, and she's like, We don't have any money to pay you. He's like, Oh, you pay me in sex. It's like, What is this? <laughs> like literally, when he comes to the door, he says, I'm a plumber who likes to have sex. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then we find out it's this guy who's out in his car. What's the hell is his name? Uh, is he Alex? No, Alex is a... No, he's Mac. Mac? Yeah. All right. Fucking AKA wannabe Kevin Smith. Kind of. Ke- or Kevin Smith character. Yeah. Um, he he plays very much like Randall. Yeah. Except, you know, less funny. Yeah. I hate tearing mo- like low-budget movies apart like this, but this was poorly crafted. And that that's... Is like a low budget is not an excuse for that, and it's the fault of the director. Ultimately, the director should have expected more. The script's not great. Sure, yeah. 
pre- I feel like the premise had something. Yes. It was poorly executed. This would have been a good short film. Sure, yeah. I think probably if they would have focused more on making the opening scene that was, what, about 10, 15 minutes, if maybe? That. And making that into like a half-hour short film. Yeah. That probably could have had some something to it. Like, I mean, spoiler alert, this movie is literally nothing but sex and then some people dying at the right. end. Right. It is about, excluding credits, it's about, it's about an, an hour, hour long. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so... <sighs> yeah, the guy wakes up in his car and I don't know. Was he jerking f- off? I think he was sleeping. Okay. Maybe he was jerking off. I don't fucking know. Um either way. Like maybe he like was like maybe just rubbing himself, but not like going full bore. It could have been. I don't know why, but for <laughs> this is what I I don't understand. What movie is this year from? Or what what year is this movie from? Uh twenty sixteen. Okay. Had, like this, you may spoil. Huh? You may spoil. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Um, he wakes up to this guy walking down this alleyway next to his car. Yeah, he's sleeping in his car. We didn't mention that. Yeah, I think, but. and um, he he's on his phone talking to somebody. Yeah, but like this guy is like like. Uh, like he's gay. I mean, he's very. He's got the very effeminate voice and just like a stereotypical gay person or a, or a gay man, and being very sassy with whoever on the phone. And he jumps out and he like, it's like he starts berating him for being for being gay. <laughs> Guess or like he's just like, or was it just for being loud? Maybe being loud. And this guy's just like, I don't understand why this was here. No, this this. And I kept waiting for this guy to come back. Yeah. And he never does. This, this part had no payoff. It was completely, there's no reason for it to be here other than just like to like. Like look at how uh, stupid Mac is. Yeah. You know, it's like have this. Like, haha, Mac got chased by this gay guy. Haha. Yeah. You just have this completely unnecessary homophobic scene. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand why. <laughs> like if it served a purpose, I would almost excuse it, but it, di- it didn't serve a purpose. No. Anyway, so he, he starts getting sassy with this with this guy and the the guy starts chasing him. So he takes off and runs into a, a building. Was it, was it the video store? Yes. Okay. It was like the back door of a video store. Okay. He works in a video store. AKA Randall. Yeah. Or a la Randall. Um, and, uh, it's here. We meet, uh, who else was there? Um, the one, the, Girl in the Chicks Love Horror Flicks shirt, whatever her name was. Yeah. Fuck. IMDb has no photos. <laughs> yeah. There's a total of four people in the entire cast that have actual photos attached to their IMDb profiles. And <laughs> one of them is this gay guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's, who was in the movie for 30 seconds? Um, 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 um. No, no, no. I know it's not Jane. It must be Parker. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, Parker. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, we meet. So we see Mac. He's working in this movie store. He's going back and forth with with the other guy that works there and uh, Parker, who I don't know if she works there, if she's just 
there. Seemed like she was just like a, maybe like a regular customer or something. Maybe. They were like having this whole conversation about Scream Queens. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. This whole scene is just like, hey, let's talk about, you know, let's, let's show our knowledge of horror movies. And I <laughs> feel like that's the only real purpose it served. <sighs> we go back to... I just wanted to name drop D. Wallace and Barbara Crampton. Right. <laughs> we know who they are. Um, so they, we, I think from here we we are introduced to uh, Jane and Alex. They're a, a lesbian couple, um, and somebody calls her calls Alex on her phone. She says it's her brother. Yeah. And here's another thing that I thought was gonna come up at some point, but it never did. Like we, she, we never meet the brother, do we? No, uh, we like, never hear it from him again. No, and like the first time I watched I didn't this, even think of that one. Yeah, because I, I watched this. I don't even remember how long ago, um, before this was even on the schedule, um, and uh, I think when I watched it the first time, I thought Mac was her brother, but watching it again, I realized it wasn't. He's not, and we never actually meet her brother. Yeah, but there's like this strife between her and her brother that never really pays off. She ignores the call, right? She talks to him. She does? Because he asks her for money. Oh, that's right. Um, And it's just like, that never... Never pays off, yeah. (laughs) It's like, what's the point of that? Um, Let's see. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, there... It's like Chekhov's brother. (laughs) There's a lot of that in this movie. Chekhov's brother, Chekhov's gay guy. (laughs) Um, what were we watching? Oh, we were watching White Lotus last weekend. And mm. um, have you have you watch it? The new one? Have you? I mean, you you watch the show? Yeah. Have, have you seen the latest one? The second to the last episode, right? Yeah, because last episode's tomorrow night, right? And but like the guy pulls out the gun. The the Italian guy, it was doing all the coke. Oh yes, yes. Um, yeah, like. Lynn looks at me and she was like, what's that thing? Chekhov's gun? I like, yep. <laughs> I don't know. For people at home that don't know, Chekhov's gun is a theory, mostly in plays, where if a gun appears in the first act, it must go off in the third. Right. Otherwise, there's no point in having it anywhere to be seen. Yep. Although, I don't know if that one qualifies, not to get too off topic, because, you know, when do we ever do that? <laughs> but... I don't know. It seems so subtle that it wasn't. It, it, they didn't really seem to make a whole thing out of it. You know, like here's this gun. Look at this gun. He kind of did. Eh, kind of. Anyway, um. Okay, so so Mac and Parker and Alex, Alex and Jane, Yane, Yane, <laughs> and who, Lacey uh, and Connor, Lacey and Connor. Um, they're all getting together and they're supposed to go out and meet Meg and Luke. You remember them, uh, and go camping in the woods. Yeah. Uh, they, they get to the woods, the fabled woods and the titular woods. And, and, you know, set up camp and neither, nobody's heard from Luke or Meg and, you know, they can't seem to get a hold of them. And of course, out in the middle of the woods, there's not. A cell signal or anything. Um, so they just kind of set up camp, 
you know, find a good place and kind of go about their business, assuming that they'll hear from them eventually. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting too in the weeds with this. It's just, you know, they start fucking in the woods. They all start fucking each other, except and for Mac. Nobody wants to fuck Mac. Nobody wants to fuck Mac. Although, yeah. Mac thinks he's going to have a threesome. Yeah, which, remember I told you, the first time I watched this, I thought Mac was Alex's brother. Oh, and he's like trying to sneak into uh, her and Jane's tent while they're they're fooling around, and Jane pops out like, "What the fuck are you doing, you perv?" And he's like, "I was trying to watch you eat her puss." <laughs> it's like, what <laughs> was that before or after when they like he dared them when they were playing Truth or Dare? That was after. Okay, yeah, they're playing Truth or Dare, and he he dares Jane to go to third base right here in, in the woods, like right here in public. And so her and Alex start making out. And then he's like, let's go take this to the tent, ladies. And they're like, good idea. And then they go in the tent and they're like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and he's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Both these movies, I'm pretty sure there's multiple times where a guy says, what am I supposed to do with this? Right. So go fucking crank it down. What do you <laughs> Or fucking go take a cold shower. Yeah. Or give it a minute, it'll go away. Yeah, just, just wait. It's not like a fucking like growth that you <laughs> like. You have to you have to fuck to make it go away. Right. Just give it a minute, you don't it'll have to go express away. Express it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, and yeah, so think they, about baseball. Uh, yeah, everybody just starts fucking all over the woods, and uh, then they die. The creature just kind of takes them out one by one. Yeah, the creature doesn't like fucking in the woods. That's why you. That's why they tell you not to do it. Right. But he's just like, "Oh, you're fucking dead." Yeah. It's kind of similar to like how Jason kills people that fuck. Right, but this seems much more specific. Right. And it's it gets weirder in the second movie. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, so everybody kind of gets offed one by one. They get uh, off. <laughs> and then they get offed. Not all of them get off, though. That's true. Jane didn't get off because Alex had to go rock a piss <laughs> while she was going down on her. <laughs> right. So sexy. Um, and, you know, that seemed to be kind of the uh, cause of, not, not a direct cause of her demise, but... Yeah, basically, it all comes down to Jane, who just suddenly turns into this commando, and she's like very good with a bow and arrow. Um, and uh, it, be- it basically turns into like a sweeted predator at this point. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say that. Um, she, I don't, I can't, I couldn't even tell what she what it was. She wrapped around the arrowhead. I think it was just like a incendiary arrow. Like it was like made for that. That seems out of place. Yes. That's what I thought when for, I was watching it. For a recreational bow and arrow. I was like, why do they have that? Yeah, well, she lit it and, yeah, launched it into this thing and it blew up. Cause, sure. Because it's apparently filled with explosives. Yeah. Um, and that's the end. That's the end of the movie. Is it this one or the second one where the guy gets his dick ripped off? That's this. I think it's this one, actually. I think that's Luke, right? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. 
the beginning, dude gets he gets his dick ripped off. Yeah. The uh the kills, I mean, they're not anything like at the the first couple kills are so like off screen and it's like blood splatter against the tree, like that kind of thing that you're just like, oh, it's one of those kind of low budget movies. Yeah. But then towards the end they get a little more graphic. There's like some intestines ripping out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which were fairly well done for what I assume is a four digit at most budget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for what surely had to be a, um, uh, probably less than micro budget. Um, or what did we define that as? It was anything under a certain dollar amount. Right. So I think we determined low budget was like $5 million. Yeah. So micro budget is probably under a million. Maybe. Wasn't there anything that was no budget? No budget, yeah. Was qualified as a thing? Yeah. Okay. So we'll probably assume this was like a a no budget film. Um, Although I think it did have like a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo or something. I believe so. At least the second one did. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah. Like I said, for, for, for the budget, the effects weren't bad. The monster suit wasn't terrible. Yeah. Um, but there's no story. Yeah, the story is the story is literally if you fuck, you die. Right. But not even necessarily because even fucking Mac who didn't fuck died. That's true. Died. died. <laughs> I mean, and then he, you had the guy. I don't know if he was supposed to be like the old Ralph, the guy who showed up on the four wheeler and was like telling him they couldn't camp there, but then he would just let him go, and then he just jerked off looking at the blonde girl. Right. She jerked off behind a tree, and then the monster killed him. Right. Maybe maybe Mac must have jerked off. I mean, I guess. Man, that sucks, man. You can't even jerk off. Yeah. What kind of world is this? This monster hates nut. <laughs> nut. <laughs> nut. <laughs> Give me that pineapple fried rice. Nut. <laughs> Give me that Denny's Grand Slam. Nut. Um. Yeah, uh, the 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 kills are okay for for you know budgetary constraints. And, right. Uh, the creature, like you said, is you know probably the most decent part of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, visually, uh, the acting was kind of spotty at best. Yeah. Um. But you know, if these if these aren't like professional actors these are just like you know group of your buddies you get together you know you kind of work with what you got i guess um yeah i mean we know what that's like sure um but yeah i mean like this movie you know it's got plenty of tits uh and you know was it i think at least a couple beaver shots one of them was like almost just square up in the camera did you catch that no, I did in the second one. <laughs> in the second one. In the second one. I don't know if it's a, a real... I mean... A, oh, talk? that, that, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking about like at the beginning with Meg and Luke. And I think it was when they were... One, at one point, they were changing positions. I think it was when she was going... Oh, yes, yes, yes. And yes. it was like she just almost had her ass like right in the camera and would have shown everything. <laughs> I think I could see her intestines. <laughs> her kidneys. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, plenty of tits. 
uh, plenty of blood, plenty of blood. So I mean, kind of if it, you know, based on the title, that's kind of one of the, the two things you expect from this, and you know, it it, and it it has it. It delivers not much more, but it delivers right. those two things in spades. Um. So yeah, and I don't know. Jane kind of walks off into this, into the, into the sun. I don't know if I actually said that, but yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what what do you say, Taylor? Oh boy. Um, like you said, I wanna I wanna, you know, kind of grade it on a curve because the budget is clearly so low. Um soundtrack was good. No yeah. songs I recognize or anything, but it's got like this, you know, heavy uh, you know, metal soundtrack that I thought was was uh was good. Um But yeah, they're like just but budget doesn't matter when you don't have a good story right and literally the there's there's it's people fuck people die people fuck people die people fuck people die you don't find out why you don't find out what this creature is what its motivation is and then like you said at the end there's just this it, it's basically predator yeah um i mean even you didn't even need to know its motivation you don't even need to know much about the monster itself whatsoever like that's what people drool over Michael Myers for, yeah. But, um, like you said, you know, a low budget is not a reason for a bad story. Yeah, and that's kind of what we got going on here. Yeah, it's like uh, to write a good story doesn't cost anything, right? <laughs> like I said, it, it, this feels like a short film, and then they were just like, "How do we expand this into a series?" And they're like, "What <clears> if or into a feature?" And they were just like, "What if we just had people fucking?" Right. Like for an hour. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'll be generous and give it a four. I'd probably go three. Fair enough. Yeah, I was between three and four. Like I said, I was being generous. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the sequel then. We were just going camping. We just wanted to get away for spring break. But there was something in the woods. And it killed my friends. Setting for several days of food, poos, and debauchery. Something attacked us. There's something in the woods. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sit. What kind of something? I don't know. Some animal? A monster? What the hell are you talking about? What? What monster?
All right, don't fuck in the woods too. Wish they would have called it Don't Fuck in the Woods again. <laughs> sure. Um, this is on an IMDb list called Looks Bad. <laughs> like, why does that list exist? Uh, this one has, oh, look at that. Four people in the cast with photos. Neat. Um, so this one, uh, takes place at a summer camp and Pine Hills, Pine Hills, summer camp, Pine Hills or Pine Hill. One of those. It's, It's definitely one of those. Yeah. And we're introduced to this guy, Gil. Who he's like Gil. A- Gil. Hi, Gil. Good morning, Gil. What is this? <laughs> Transylvania six five thousand. Oh. Uh he's the first one to show up at this camp. He's like we see him get a phone call, and whoever he's talking to, he's just like, you know, do do they know about me? And he's just like, they know you're a handyman, and that's all they need to know. So Gil's got a dark secret. It's just like it's the lamest secret. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, the the these are the counselors, right? Say again. These are the counselors, not the campers. Yeah, because they're all like twenty five. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, the summer camp. I think some of them are were just like kids in their twenties. Really? Pretty sure, yeah. All right. I never, I never went to summer camp though, so I, I couldn't tell you for sure. I, I don't know that I've ever heard of twenty somethings going to a camp. As as campers, camp, as counselors. Yeah, I'm saying I didn't, I didn't know for a while if these were counselors or campers. Oh, I'm like, am I, I supposed see. to believe that these are children? Got it. Okay. But then they were drinking beer, so that kind of. Drinking beers, beers, beers. <laughs> yep. Rolling fatty, smoking blunts. Who smokes the blunts? blunts? We, we smoke, smoke the blunts. blunts. <laughs> so um, the nurse. Uh, Vanessa. Vanessa. And um, the our, our group of counselors, uh, Courtney, Mason, Tasha, Miley, Will, and Alex. Is that right? Mm, Alex. Wait, Alex? No, she died in the first one. Yeah. She's only in this in flashbacks. Yep. And that's not even the same actress. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm so confused now. (laughs) Anyways, they show up and... Oh, I guess we forgot to mention at the beginning, there's uh, these two women drive past Gil and they're like, we're looking for such and such park. He's like, oh, you got to keep keep going this way another couple miles, and we see them go to this park. They're apparently there to take photos, but they start going to town on each other on a park bench, just right out in public again. Oh, this I, is even more public. This is a park. This is a, not like camping. He, he skipped over the cold open. That kind of explains these entire thing. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, this movie opens on just naked, just just a naked woman just running through the woods. Meg. That was Meg? Yeah. Oh. 
Okay. Do you want me to, you want me to take this? I didn't recognize her. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's it's Meg from the first movie. So we're going back to the beginning of the last movie, where we, you know, he the creature grabs her by the ankle, pulls her to the ground, and pulls her off screen, assuming she's dead. She's not. She's getting plowed from behind by this creature. Yeah. Who through a very, uh, very informative graphic, <laughs> uh, impregnates her. And that results in her spitting out these dick-shaped leech things. <laughs> they remind me of from, from fucking Big Mouth. From what? From Big Mouth. Oh, the the dicks. Yeah. Yeah. What's, the, what's uh? What's what's the monster's name? Um, Morty. Morty. I was, I was gonna say Maurice. I knew that wasn't right. Oh, yeah, Morty's dicks. No, sorry. It is Maurice. It's, it is Maurice. But yeah, they call him Maury. Okay. But yeah, how he has like the little dicks. Yeah, yeah. Balls, but like this, this looks like that, but without the fur and balls. Right. <laughs> and they would crawl around like slugs. Right. Yeah, and she spews it out of her mouth. Yes. Then yeah. she, presumably she's dead. I don't, I don't presumably, know. yeah. But so these two women, one of them's, you know, going down on the other one. And all of a sudden this dick slug comes up and just goes right in her throat. And so she's like, and the other girl's like, yeah, you like that? <laughs> it was like, that's not the noise you make when you like that. No, at least not in my experience. <laughs> but then she like, the, the woman who she's going down on, like kicks her foot out and kicks her right in the face, <laughs> knocks her down. And then she gets a dick slug in the throat. Yeah. Just dicks, 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 dicks. Um, this one like just came out, so I guess I can't spoil much of it. But no. um, the counselors all start fucking each other. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty similar premise to the first one. There's dick slugs everywhere. Yeah, just instead of the monster in this one, it's the dick slugs. Right. Which are- they do talk about it being an alien, which I don't know if they're just guessing or. But they talk about the the dick slugs being like parasites. There's a scene where somebody gets like cut open, and the the nurse like figures out how they uh, how they spread. Yeah, but like when you get gets, one of these, she gets that knowledge from being a nurse, <laughs> right? Obviously, at a at a summer camp. Yeah, f- she gets very in depth forensic knowledge <laughs> f- for, with her nursing degree. Um, when you get one of these dick slugs down your throat, you kind of almost become like a deadite. Yeah. You get white eyes and big giant fangs. Or in other orifices. <laughs> or in other orifices. Yeah, it doesn't have, it does not have to go down your throat, as we find out. That scene was so, graphic. It was graphic, but it took me, like I had, I rewound it a couple times. I bet you did. <laughs> Well, I was like, that can't be real. I mean, like that was my thought too. It, it had so. Also, I was like one or two. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, there's a scene where one character, she is, it's a, a woman. She's out taking a piss, and one of these slugs is kind of inching her way, inching its way up to her, and crawls up into her, into her her, her snooter, <laughs> her her vagina. Um, and just, I assume that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like to me. And, yeah. and you know, crawls up in her and, uh, possesses, possesses her, whatever, her make, or, you for know, a be- lack of a better makes term. Makes her into a host using, using parasite 
terminology, but that part where it's crawling up into her crotch, like like I said, I backed it up a couple times. I'm like, did they, they really just show that? Yeah. But no, I, I'm. I mean, I still don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that that was a sex toy. Yeah. I I think so, because there was like no real coloring. It didn't look. Like, I did not rewind it multiple times, but I just, <laughs> in the, like, flash, because, I mean, first of all, I was like, <laughs> but I was like, that didn't look real. Yeah. It, it, see, what, what made it really hard for me to tell was that the legs looked real. They looked like real legs. The vagina part of it, not so much, mainly because, like I said, it was didn't have a lot of coloring to it. Mm-hmm. It just looked like pretty much one, like... One general fleshy color. Uh, but, you know, like when they, they make fucking sex toys like that, just a, like a pair of legs and a vagina that you just go to town on. Yeah. And they're usually made from molds of like porn stars and stuff. So mm. they have that kind of realistic shape to them. Yeah. So I, I think that's what it was. I don't know for sure, but that's what it, I, I think so. Otherwise, they just shoved something up that girl's crotch for, for a movie. <laughs> And it wasn't porn, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess you don't see it go all the way up, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they ran it. Maybe it was up there and they pushed it out. Yeah. And they ran it in reverse. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the science here. <laughs> um, yeah, this this one is a little different because, like I said, instead of just being this, like, creature, instead of having, like, this, the slasher uh, style to it, it is just these parasites, and then it has, like I said, more of almost, almost like a zombie style. Um, just the the filmmaking style and the the way that people you know get possessed or or turned into a host, as you said, and yeah. and then go after <clears throat> others. Yeah. Oh, and Jane pops up. Oh, yeah, she- Jane like runs into the camp halfway through the movie. Which is so weird because it's it's close to the beginning of the movie. Right? I mean, they kind of recap the things that happened in the first movie. Um, yeah, you see her like kick the monster's head. So this must be a different monster. Or no, yeah, I guess you said it was the beginning of the, the first movie. So. Yeah, yeah. But she goes off walking into the woods, you know, a la the end of the first movie. But then dear, like in the core of this one, you actually see her walking in the woods. It's like, okay, well, she must be walking, you know, probably towards the camp because, again, check off Jane or or <laughs> check off Jane. Um, she she must be making her way to the camp. And like you said, it's at least halfway through the movie, maybe longer before she actually gets there. And when she does, she has so little to do with like anything until the very end. But also, it's like. We see her, like I said, she like kicks the monster's head and is like, fuck you or whatever. And then like walks off and then she runs into the camp and is like, oh my God, there's a monster. We have to do something. And it's like, didn't, didn't we just see you kill it? And like, you were all calm and now all of a sudden you're freaking out. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that, that didn't happen one right after the other. No, it didn't. No, I'm not saying right after another, but just like the way that she runs into the camp, like, like it's an emergency even though she killed the monster. Yeah. She, I mean, she, for argument's sake, she'd probably been walking through the woods for a few days. Just just for argument's sake. Um, but yeah, she just, just she 
we don't actually see her run or like show up at the camp. Just suddenly we hear all this shouting from off screen and she's attacking Gil. <laughs> yeah. Or what? No, it wasn't Gil. It was somebody else. Who was it? I think it was the nurse. Maybe. I don't know. Either way. Yeah. She's just attacking somebody. Or maybe it was Miley. Oh. You know, I think it was Miley. Um, but yeah, completely, seemingly unprompted. Yeah. And so, yeah, Gil goes out, tries to do, to rescue her and gets kicked in the nuts for his, for his <laughs> trouble. Uh, and then <laughs> this cracked me up. So it, uh, I got the impression that this camp hadn't been open for a while. Yeah. Because yeah, Gil, Gil's there like repairing stuff. Right. And, and kind of putting it back together. <laughs> um, and Vanessa, who doesn't. She's not like the resident nurse. This is her first year working there. Correct. She goes into the infirmary, opens the fridge. There is a single vial sitting in there, and she's like, "Oh, thank God!" It's a vial of sedative. If there was sedative, <laughs> if there were, I would think that if there was anything left behind in a fridge at a summer camp, it'd probably be like insulin, yeah, or or you know something like uh, for. Um, or, you know, epinephrine or something, you know, for allergies. Mm-hmm. Not fucking sedative, <laughs> right? I also would think it probably wasn't good anymore. I, I mean, as long as it's refrigerated, I don't really, I wouldn't know the yeah, that's, the shelf life on those things. But and then she comes, she runs up behind Jade and just goes wham right in her neck, <laughs> like it's one of those auto injectors from a sci-fi movie or something. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, there's also. Oh, go ahead. I was just say where where this movie has more story than the last one. Yeah, there's ridiculous shit that happens like that on screen. We're just like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then we've got this sheriff or cop or whatever. I, I don't think he's a PO, but he is like constantly checking up on Gil, and he's just like this fat old asshole who's just like. Yeah, you're gonna diddle all these girls here, aren't you? And it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Because spoiler alert, he's not. He wasn't in jail for diddling. No. It's in like it's something that's so kind of inconsequential. That it's just like, why does this sheriff have such a hard on for him in particular? Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh, you're gonna slip up, and when you do, I'm gonna take you down. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Because so it's like he plants drugs or something like that. It's like he he didn't even go to jail for drugs. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. And then there's this like subplot of Miley's in love with Mason, but Mason has no interest in Miley, and Mason wants to bang everyone else. It, it really doesn't matter. And he he mostly does. He mo he very much does. <laughs> Well, I guess it's just one, one person, because was, well, yeah, uh, was it Will and and Will and Gil. Courtney, <laughs> Will and Gil. Uh, Will and Courtney are together. Yes, so Mason's a free agent, but he seems to just be banging Tasha. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't. Again, just a lot of a uh, lot of sex for most of the movie. Yep. And then kind of, you know, that pivot in the third act. Uh this one's got more blood. Yep. I don't know if it has more gore. Mm. 
Not really. It's probably got more like um, effects. Yes, I'm get like like I said. I I remember there being. I, I think I remember there being a Kickstarter and Indiegogo for this one. So I, I'm thinking the budget for this one was a little bit more. You can tell. I and mean, the, not the, just sorry, just not for not just from things that you're seeing on screen, but from the quality. Yeah. And like the, some of these actors actually have previous credits. Right. <laughs> um but uh what was I gonna say? Oh, it's like this movie really could kind of stand on its own. It's you don't have to see the first one to get this one. Like Jane is the only carry carry over character, and it's not like it's not like you're gonna go, Who's that? I'm so confused. Yeah, I think the only time when that would probably happen is at in the cold open when you're seeing how these parasites are created. Yeah, and even then I didn't even realize I was the same person. So Yeah. I the only thing that now knowing that adds is that I originally thought there was more than one creature and now I realize there's not. <laughs> but like I said, this one takes a, a different pivot. You know, it's all about these parasites. And so it's almost like a kind of an evil dead two scenario where they, it's, you know, it's not quite a remake, but um, you know, it, like I said, it stands on its own. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a uh, not, not really knowing. I mean, aside from the fact that I had seen the first one, before not really knowing what either of these movies had to offer like even you know what they were about it's it's weird to see that this is a sequel but so different yeah because like i you know i watched the first movie not knowing that it was a um uh a creature movie right or you know monster movie you know start this one assuming it's going to be another monster movie and it kind of is but not really this it's a different kind of monster movie mm-hmm. which is like but the but this is a sequel right <laughs> um and yeah i mean it's, i think that that opening scene is pretty crucial because that's really all that links it i mean aside from jane herself yeah it's the only thing that links it to the first movie yeah <clears throat> anyway Anyway, um, yeah, can't really give away much more than that. Um, I can't go any higher than four. <laughs> this one's better, I think. Um, it's still very thin on story. Yes. But there's still like some explanation to what the creatures are. Um, there's a little explanation about how like they spread. Uh and there's a little more depth to the characters, mm-hmm. like we were saying just a minute ago. Um, so it is better, I think. This one's a little bit longer, but it's still not very long. It's I think it's a, an hour 20 or something. Something like that, yeah. Um, this one, whereas the first one felt like a short film that was stretched, this one actually feels like it was made to be a feature. Mm-hmm. So this one is better, but I, I still can't find, find myself going higher than four. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's where I'm at too. Four. And did you watch all the way through the credits? Like beyond the bloopers? Yes. No. Okay, I'll tell you when we're done. Okay. It sounds like there's going to be a part three. Goody. Don't think we'll do it on the show. Probably not. 
I mean, unless it's a, unless it's a slow week, who knows? <laughs> Those goddamn Patreon patrons pick it for one of their months. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, guys. That's it. You can watch the first one for free on Tubi if you want. Was it on Tubi? Yep. Fuck. I watched it on... Um... Oh, what the hell was it? Oh, Roku. And I've used Roku channel a couple times. It sucks. I mean, most of those free ones suck. Well, the the UI is kind of shit, and like it kept buffering. Mm. I'm just like, you know what? If I wasn't so near the end right now, I'd just be fucking done with you right now <laughs> yeah they all put commercials in the most random places you know what's weird uh like you can see in the in the the progress or not progress bar but the, the time bar at the bottom you can usually see like when a, it was just like a dot or something yeah yeah that yeah. was the same thing for for roku but the ads never played oh weird yeah <laughs> i don't know why but there you go all right yeah, it's it's a, on Roku, it's on Tubi, I think it's on Pluto TV. It's free in a couple places. Yep. So yeah, it don't cost nothing. Second Just, one's gonna cost you four bucks. Right. Uh was YouTube and there's only like a couple YouTube and Voodoo. Voodoo, yeah. I think there's maybe one other place you could rent it. Yeah. Or maybe I don't remember. I think maybe you could actually buy it at Apple too. Apple TV, that's four ninety nine there. Isn't that what you said? I well, I said four dollars. I mean, I guess it's it's four ninety nine if you want HD, which I was like, I don't care with this movie. I don't think oh. it matters. Yeah, I I mean, I just rented the HD out of habit mostly. It's a dollar there. No, <laughs> oh, must be fucking nice. <laughs> Um. Okay, so we made it, guys. This is the end of the episode. Hey, we didn't fuck in the woods. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no, um. What? <laughs> uh. Yeah. 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 I think it's probably gonna be an hour and a half or so, or two two and a half hours. All right. That's that's about the length. Uh. Must have been over Thanksgiving because I was at my parents and um somehow the show came up and my dad's like you guys got to cut down your shows like the, the time I'm like why <laughs> he's like it's yeah they're just too long it's too much to listen to i'm like then listen to it in parts yeah, you got two weeks and it's like it's, it's a- two weeks <laughs> he's like yeah you guys just gotta cut it down i'm like it's our fucking show we don't have to cut it down i got the shit <laughs> We can make it longer if we want to. Because your dad listens to so many podcasts, he just doesn't have time. <laughs> anyway. Um, yep. So that's it. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, guys. And guess what it is? It's Christmas. Christmas. And our last episode of the year. That's right. Um, so we will be saying, fuck you, 2022. Because that's what we do every year. You hear what I said? It was a rhyme. It was a rhyme. <laughs> I'm a poet and I didn't know him. You want me to punch you in the eye, guy? <laughs> Loosen up your tie, guy. I can make your face look like a pie, guy. <laughs> um, Yeah, and we're going to be uh, talking about a couple of movies. What are we going to be talking about, Taylor? Uh, like I said earlier, hopefully we're going to be talking about The Mean One, uh, if we can catch it in theaters in time. If not, we'll be talking about The Leech. 
as well as Christmas Bloody Christmas. That's right. Joe Bags. Joey Bag of Donuts. <laughs> okay, well, looking forward to that. And so will you. Or else. <laughs> so help me God. Um, in the meantime, Taylor, keep you... Where can people find us? They can find us at greatpodcast.com as well as wherever they listen to their podcasts. Make sure you rate and review and subscribe. Also follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube as Great Plot Podcast or on Twitter as Grave underscore plot. Also patreon.com slash greatplotpodcast and greatplotfilmfest.com. Yeah, coming at you. Keep an eye out for the poster because it'll be done eventually. Yeah. Hopefully very soon because... Do have to print it. Yes, we do do that. Do do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Till then, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. And uh, this has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. <laughs>